Good Bone Health makes active aging possible. Join us for inspiring conversations from diverse perspectives in osteoporosis, from patients, healthcare providers, caregivers, policymakers, researchers, advocates, and innovators. Protect your ability to live your best life. The information and opinions expressed in Bone Talk are not intended to replace the services of trained and qualified health professionals or to be a substitute for medical advice of physicians. You may review the National Osteoporosis Foundation's full medical disclaimer at nof.org. Hi everyone, I'm Claire Gill, CEO of the National Osteoporosis Foundation. Welcome to another episode of Bone Talk. An osteoporosis diagnosis can be scary and perhaps overwhelming. Whether you or a loved one has been affected, it can often be an emotional journey that requires a shift in perspective and often lifestyle changes. Where do you turn for help? Well, here at the National Osteoporosis Foundation, our online support community, hosted by Inspire, is over 60,000 members strong. Today, I'm joined by two of our community volunteer moderators, Pam Flores and Sarah Purcell. Pam and Sarah will tell us about some of their own experiences and how the NOF online peer-to-peer community can help you find answers and support. Remember, you are not alone. Now, let me give you a little bit of background on Pam and Sarah. Pam Flores is a patient educator and digital health writer who worked for Remedy Health Media on their osteoporosis website from 2008 to 2017. Pam started out with established osteoporosis, which was detected very young at age 32, and she improved her bone mass greatly with an osteoporosis medication, diet, supplements, and exercises. Pam likes to keep up on new treatments by researching osteoporosis through clinical trials and medical articles and hopes that her work with NOF's online community will bring assistance to the newly diagnosed as well as to patients who are already in the process of finding and implementing treatments for bone loss. Sarah Purcell's journey through menopause and the osteoporosis diagnosis she got in 2016 guided her to support women across the globe with healthy and empowered aging. Sarah is a movement teacher whose work includes Pilates and yoga certifications, as well as functional movement and strength strength training. Sarah leads an online boot camp an at-home strength training program for women with low bone density. Sarah's passion is to help women like herself who are dealing with low bone density and are seeking natural pathways to live a full and active life. Pam and Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Great. So, Pam, let me start with a question for you. You've been a moderator on the community for a very long time. Actually, you've been with the online community longer than I've been at NOF. And I know you were diagnosed with osteoporosis at a pretty young age. So can you talk a little bit about your journey with osteoporosis and then what led you to the National Osteoporosis Foundation? Okay, well, I was diagnosed in 1982, actually before DEXA scans were being used. And it was from a bone biopsy that I was diagnosed because I had an unusual fracture. Back then, you know, there wasn't, the only treatment that was available was hormone replacement therapy. And they wouldn't prescribe it to many because of the risk, you know, heart disease, blood clots, and so on. Actually, nothing was done as far as treatment goes. And then I had many fractures after that. I've had seven altogether. And 
eventually I made it to NOF, but that was in 2008. So that was a long time after the journey began. And it was great because before that, there weren't any communities that were like science-based that had the, you know, access to the website where you could look up everything you needed to know. And it was just great to finally talk to people that had the same issues because before that, I wasn't able to. When when I was diagnosed, the internet was not around. So it was kind yeah, of... Yeah, NOF wasn't around. Pamela, <laughs> think about it. We didn't, we didn't get founded in 1984. So yeah, so you were really on your own when it first, when you first got diagnosed. Wow. Right, right. So it was, it was a great relief finding people, you know, that you could talk to and ask questions and it continues to this day. Well, we're really grateful that you've, you know, taken your experience and now help so many others on the community by being a volunteer moderator. And really, as we said, we really couldn't manage this site with so many members without this support that you and the other moderators give us. And Sarah, we were delighted that you more recently became a volunteer moderator. Um, how did you initially cope with your diagnosis? And again, how did you then find your way to the NOF online community? You know, it's really pretty funny. I now think about, well, not actually funny, but <laughs> I think about it. When I was first diagnosed, I'm an athletic person. I've always been a mover. And I think I went through stages of grief for this, this what I thought was this humongous change in my life. Um, and I started right. with denial. Denial was definitely where I started. And then I, you know, kicked myself in gear and I coped the way I tend to cope. And that is I educate myself. And, you know, that was 2016. So I was much luckier than Pam. I had the Internet and I dove deep into PubMed because like Pam, I prefer to read something myself and actually look at the study, look at what controls there were, you know, get very specific. And I didn't find the NOF right away. I find, you know, obviously I went to the website, but I didn't find Inspire right away. And it took being online in Facebook groups for me to become aware of Inspire and then go back. And I think one of the things I appreciate most about the Inspire community is there is an oversight function that really helps us stick to the facts. And just like anything, the, the Internet is the Wild West. And sometimes we can be fed hopeful information that's not really science-based. And I love hope, and I have lots of hope. <laughs> but I prefer to do it in an educated manner. And I think um, Inspire really fills in there by helping us get vetted information and also emotional support because both are so dearly needed. Yeah, that's great. That's an absolutely really yeah. important point, as you said, Sarah, because there is so much out there. And again, the the guidelines for our community and that, you get, as you said, the Inspire platform has very strict rules and we really believe strongly in those. And that's why they, we became a partner with them. And it is, you could talk about your own experience, but you're really not allowed to comment or tell other people what they should do, right? And mm -hmm. I think it is so personal, right, this journey. And I often, yeah. when I direct people to the Inspire community, to the online community that NOF uh, has, I often tell people to take everything with a grain of salt, right? You're looking at other people's journey and learning from mm -hmm. them and sharing with them, but it's not, it's not yours. 
personal journey, right? So again, just, you know, uh, it's a great way to sort of have that dialogue and, and learn from other people. And as you said, get that emotional support, but everybody's, everybody's a little different and how they approach their osteoporosis journey is going to be a little different. So I'm excited that there's so many people now on there and so much information, but like anything, it can kind of be a little overwhelming. So as we talked about, Pam, there's 60,000 plus members now, I think 68,000 the last time I looked. Um, and so when you first come on, obviously you're not connected to all those, you know, those people at once. They're all just joining the same kind of community. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what the, how the community is set up and what people can expect when they come online? Well, it, it's pretty easy to navigate. First off, if you're going to start a new thread, which that's usually where most people start, you have a long list of topics to choose from so that you're, you know, categorizing what you, what you're about to say. So it keeps the topic on topic. So that's one thing. But another thing, when you start a new thread, you have the option of including the public or the members or your friends. So there's three different options for each of your threads that you can choose from. So that helps. And you can navigate through here and also get, lead yourself to the NOF website to, you know, look up more things. And I, I think we try, the moderators try to encourage that a lot because there's so much information there. And even though it's not right on the community, links to it are. So you have that and then just the camaraderie and the information you obtain and friendships you make. And it, it's just a nice group of people. That's great. And it's really important too, like you said, that it, it is kind of easy to follow along in, you know, choosing a topic that you want to comment on or post a question about and then giving people the option to respond. You know, I think everyone's sort of been uh, so isolated lately, obviously more so than ever given the COVID crisis that we've had and staying connected is really important, you know, and making sure that people are reaching out when needed for our mental health as well as our, our physical health. You know, Sarah, can you talk a little bit about your experience when you came to the online community and, you know, kind of the setup? Would you say it's kind of more like a Facebook or Twitter? You know, it's sort of a similar, it's a different type of social platform, right? Yeah. You know, it's very interesting because one of the first things that I thought about, because, yes, it's a community and there are topics. I think that's better organization than you usually get in a Facebook group because you have groups organized by topics. But within a group, sometimes it's difficult. To, you can use a search bar and look to see if somebody's asked the question you've asked before, but there isn't that visual organization by topic. So that's probably my favorite part about the Inspire Network. And as Pam talked about, the fact that you can look at public posts, member-only posts, and friends-only posts. Initially, you might not have friends, but it's a really useful tool that you can ask someone who's maybe been speaking very articulately and it speaks to you and you ask them to be your friend. You can have private conversations. You can include them in a post that you might make, a thread, as Pam said. I think it's just a really handy thing that there are multiple layers to your privacy and the other thing, kind of funny, because my name is right there on how I post. My 
my profile is just me. And if I wanted, I could change that. So that's a privacy thing that I love because there are times when you might do something and then regret it and say, oh, I thought I was just setting up an account. I didn't realize that was my screen name and not sure I want to do that. And you on Inspire, you can apply to do that. Whereas if I was on Facebook, I'd have to delete the entire profile and start over. So um, I think the same thing is true of Instagram. And I'm not sure about Twitter because I'm not on it, but I suspect it would be similar. So I find that to be just very, very helpful that I think there's more privacy flexibility. And I like that. And yet you're still by topic, researching and sharing information, whether you ask for feedback or you're actually giving feedback. Either way, it's very well organized. I think it's easier to find what you're looking for. That's fantastic. And that's really great feedback. And I hope that everyone who comes to the community finds that. I guess what they also might know is that, you know, oftentimes when people join the community, I know for years, Pam, you've been kind of reaching out to people and kind of welcoming. They get for something from the Inspire moderators, and then they get something from the NOF volunteer moderators, sort of welcome people to the community and let them know, you know, we're available for questions. And all of the moderator names are listed on the homepage. So they can kind of see, you know, if they see a post from one of the moderators and they know, oh, that's, that person's kind of doing that for NOF. So I think that's really important, too, that people know there is some kind of oversight, right, that people are paying attention and making sure people follow the, the guidelines and so that it's a really safe place for people, right? Right. Definitely is a safe good. place. So, Pam, what are some questions you see on the forum that get asked the most? I mean, I imagine, you know, as people come on, right, there's a lot of repeat stuff. What are some of the the major themes or questions that you've seen over the years? Well, for the most part, you see a lot of people asking about the medications they're considering to take. And they want other people's, you know, experience with it. And then side effects is a big one. Because, you know, people read on the Internet and, and they get a lot of negative things off the Internet, which isn't great, but that's one of them. And also they want to know, like, if, if someone had the treatment they used worked and, you know, how well did it work and, like, if their bone mineral density improved and by how much. And and then usually they'll ask if, if it's a limited drug, like, say, one of the anabolics, like Timlos or... Forteo, what you take afterwards. So that's another one. And then supplements and exercises are another really big two topics because you have to include, you know, I kind of look at it like a four-pronged approach. If you need to take a medication, then you should consider it, but you have to include diet, exercise, and supplements with it. So that's another thing that everybody thinks about and they ask what supplements people take, what brands, and on and on and on. But those are the, I think those are the most frequently asked questions. Yeah, that's kind of the same on what we get at NOS, you know, directly to the organization when people are asking us, you know, and and like the online community, we're not allowed to give medical advice. So we just have to direct people to sort of all the information about all the types of medications so that they have that knowledge to be able to talk with their provider about what's right for them. But on the community, 
since it's peer-to-peer, there is that opportunity for people to share, this is what my experience has been, right? This is what I, you know, I've found from it. And, you know, that's very different than what we're even allowed to, you know, talk about directly as staff or trustees of of NOF. So it's great that they have a place to go and sort of get that, like I said, just what has your journey been and what have you experienced? And then, you know, maybe that helps people feel a little more comfortable with it. And as you said, always, you know, nutrition and exercise are like the big ones that people want to address. And I think from my perspective and, and having been an NOF for a number of years, I think it's one of those areas that as patients and caregivers, we feel we have more control over, right? You know, that right. that's something that, you know, allows us to kind of really participate in our care. So Sarah, you take a really holistic approach to wellness. So can you tell mm-hmm. us about some of the natural pathways you've been focusing on and um, and how they've been benefiting you, particularly, like you said, the yoga, Pilates, nutrition, et cetera? Yeah, sure. And I do have to say right up front, I do acknowledge that there might be a time where it's appropriate for me and anybody who works with me to take the medication. So I I don't have a black and white view of that. I know that my personal situation allows me to have more time and not everyone has that. So I I just always want to start with that disclaimer that I am not, that's a great point. I'm not a medical doctor. Yeah. I'm not a medical doctor and everything is so very individual. I started out looking at my nutrition and gut health, and I'm not an expert in that, so I sought out experts. And then, because I do do a lot of movement, I was, and I was surprised that I hadn't really done positive things for my bone density with all of my walking and movement and all the things that I do. I did take a deeper dive back into my education, got re-educated in a lot of biomechanics and really came to the conclusion that you know balance is so vitally important and it's not just about standing on one leg the really critical part of balance is that you need strength and you need power and so i have multiple reasons for putting so much of my emphasis on strength the component that i know how to help people with and i know how to help myself You have to have strength before you can have power, but I love bringing people through that journey, and that that's a really helpful thing. Now, it doesn't have to be yoga. It doesn't have to be Pilates. It doesn't have to be strength training. There are all kinds of other movement modalities. Sometimes I, I find that we're really starting out with walking. Is your walking serving you? Is how you stand serving you? So, And that comes back to the biomechanics and alignment. But it's, to me, it, it becomes a fun discovery, not something where you're saying, oh, this is a don't. The way I stand is a no. It's more, whoa, hmm, isn't that interesting? I've been standing that way my whole life and never even realized that all my weight is in my knees and toes. No wonder they hurt. <laughs> and, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and then we can just spend some time saying there's also this aha moment. I always talk to the people I work with about 10% change. You don't want to say, wow, my pelvis is so far forward. I'm just going to yank it all back. And we don't want to do that in the same way that we don't want to go from wearing very structured, thick, orthotic shoes to all of a sudden running around in bare feet. 
I spend a lot of time in bare feet, but I have my whole life. You have to, you know, you develop skills, but you, you wouldn't go and try to become a marathoner in a day. So right. if, yeah, I, I love helping people realize that even if you are chair bound and I, I work with people who are, there are gains you can make. We start with your core and your arms and we work our way through and everybody can make some progress. Everybody can do something. And then we start feeling more confident and better about ourselves. And I think that also is just such a bonus. And so I think for anybody that has beautiful memories of some kind of movement or activity they used to do in their youth, that might give you a clue as to the kinds of things that might get you motivated to be moving again. And finding an intelligent person out there to help you do that again is easier than you think. That's great. That's really important and so inspirational, Sarah, because it's true, right? We can all make little changes. And those little changes, because if done correctly and under under the right circumstances, really do impact our our outlook on mm-hmm. how we address whatever it is that we're challenged with, right? And for obviously people coming to our community it's osteoporosis, but that kind of applies to everything that, you know, people are dealing with, any kind of, of challenge. Sort of making those small adjustments can have such a huge impact. I think that's just wonderful. And it's great of you to be able to share that with people and now share it with on the community. And as we were so, again, so grateful that you uh, agreed to be one of our moderators to kind of help lead people towards that. So, Again, I'm just, I've always been since joining NOF and finding out about the community, and it's grown tremendously. Mm-hmm. Even in the eight years I've been at NOF, I think we were literally only, maybe we had 20,000, 10,000, 20,000 members when I joined, and it's just consistently and steadily increased. So sometimes I say, like, it's, it's wonderful that so many people are finding the community, and then also every time that number grows, I'm a little disappointed because it realizes how much this disease impacts people, right? And that there's such a need for people to connect and discuss it. So sometimes, like I said, it's a blessing and a curse, but I'm so grateful that you are both there and you spend your time helping others get the support they need when they're feeling really uncertain. I think that's probably why everybody would join an online community like that peer community. You know, you're not, you just wanted somebody to talk to and not just your healthcare provider or family, but someone who really knows what you're going through. And I think that's the, the role that this online community can play. So to wrap up our conversation, I mean, then we could go on, well, on and on because this is really um, such an important topic, <laughs> but I'd love to hear from you you know, one piece of advice that you would give to others who are kind of newly diagnosed with osteoporosis and and seeking answers to their questions. Pam, let's start with you. What would your one piece of advice be? Well, I actually had two pieces of advice, but I'll... I'll All right. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, the first thing is bone mineral density does not change overnight. It's a slow process. And a lot of people come on, you know, worried that they had a sort of low score and that they need to make a decision right away on what they're going to do. And that isn't absolutely necessary. You can take your time and, you know, research it well enough so you're making the right decision. But the other one is all this comment that we get on side effects, and most of it comes from the internet, and I hate it. But one of the things people don't realize is there's so many people that don't have side effects they're not posting on the community because they're not looking for support. 
They're off living their lives and they have no need to, you know, join a support group. And there's a lot of those. And all you have to do is look at the refill rates on prescriptions worldwide to see how many people refill, you know, month after month, year after year. That wouldn't be happening if they were having a hard time with it. So those are the two things I think are important. That's really great, Pam. You're, you're absolutely right. Exactly. Like something, sometimes the positive, uh, you know, effects of, of treatment aren't really, as you said, discussed too much because, like you said, people are just getting on with it. You know, it's working and they go about their business. So, yeah, good point. And Sarah, what about you? What would you be your one or more, since Pam did two, uh, piece of advice you give? Well, you know, it's really funny. I, maybe Pam and I get along because we think the same way. I, my, my first thought is always you have time. And research is your friend. And, you know, of course, that's the way I'm predisposed. I'll research anything. But Mm -hmm. even if you don't like to research, this is where a community is a great idea. Because in communities, you can find out who the trusted sources are by people you grow to respect. And I think that's where the shortcut comes with Inspire is you can stay there and notice. You might not even post. You might just be reading. But you'll come to respect certain people in your own way. We each have different people we respect. And then you'll notice who their trusted sources are. And it really gives you a shortcut into the whole research process. And you don't have to delve into the nitty gritty that you might not want to. So I guess that would be my advice is is yeah. just start watching. Join Inspire, start watching. And when you find people that you respect, then start noticing who they respect. That's a good idea. That's also very good advice. And like you said, the trusted resource is so important. I hope for people on the community and, and, um, and elsewhere that NOS continues to be a trusted resource. And I know, as Pam mentioned, you know, you spend a lot of time directing people to the NOF website board, but we do a lot of that, as you said, Sarah. We kind of try to sort of Mm -hmm. take in everything that's happening in the clinical and scientific world and then sort of pull that together into the best recommendations, you know, that uh, that we can give to patients. So, yeah, I hope all of our listeners will, as you said, join the community and visit the NOF website and, you know, become advocates for yourself, right? You can learn so much. I also loved both of you that the reinforcement of this is a chronic disease. This is not something like, you know, you know, thank God in a cancer situation where time is of the essence and you you must immediately act, right? With bone loss, you know, it is progressive and you have time to, like you said, do your own research, find out where you're comfortable, talk with your doctor about what is right for you and and what stages and phases you think that you need to go through to get the best possible care. So fantastic. It's just wonderful talking with you both so much. I'm so appreciative of you being here and sharing your expertise and your experience with our listeners and also, again, for all that you do on the, uh, the online community. So we will post a link to the osteoporosis inspired community and additional NOF resources along with this podcast on bonetalk.org. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoy talking with Pam Flores and Sarah Purcell today. For more information about how to keep your bones strong and healthy for life, please do visit nof.org regularly. 
And finally, please do two things. One, subscribe to Bone Talk so you never miss this episode. And two, please share it with all your family and friends because they may not know about this great resource. Again, Pam and Sarah, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Yep. Thanks a lot. Thank you for joining Bone Talk, the National Osteoporosis Foundation's podcast that shares information, strategies, and inspiration about good bone health that makes active aging possible. To learn more about bone health, to become involved and or help fuel NOF's mission with financial support, visit nof.org.